about Jack and Latrell. Two country boys who like to go out and raise a little hell. Jackie Watton, he's a football star. Latrell Mitchell is too. Both of them are. Sucking on some birthday grog back in February. Trails wrestling with Jack, then someone called the police. Then they played for the All-Stars and got the victory. But now Jackie has to decide what his future will be. Oh yeah, Jack Whiten is thinking the thrill of Canberra is done. It's time to move on, I'll stay strong. Jack is his back, collects his thoughts for a moment. Looks at all the offers, wonders where he'll be next year. The trail says, hey Jackie, come play with me at South Sydney. And Jackie says, maybe I want a premiership ring. Trelly says, It's time to move on Oh yeah, Jack Whiten He's wondering still If it's time to move on or stay strong And little ditty about Jack and Latrell Two footy-playing cousins who like to raise a little hell Welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And it's the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, brought to you by the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, no. And it's also brought to you with the cash money sponsorship of the good people at Landspeed Records, down in Garima Place, come in and get your LPs, your CDs, your T-shirts and all your audio technica gear. Find sponsors of the show from people who love the Camperators as much as you do. And as usual, we are joined all the way from the West Coast of the United States of America by our special guest, guest uh, Matthew Heather Locklear-Lanevez. Good Matthew. morning, good evening, everyone. It's morning here. It's dark. It's evening it's, there. Uh, it's dark. It's a dark, it? dark time. <laughs> It's dark it on both sides of the world right now that we're recording this, isn't it? You know, there's, there's hopefully there'll be a glimmer of sunlight, a ray of hope. We'll burst <laughs> no. through at some moment, but you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll get through it. We'll get through this together, people. We'll get through this together, people. It's a tough it's time. By, uh... It's 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 a it's a tough time, but uh, we have to remember that uh, no one player is bigger than the club, but. Uh, Let's get straight into it and let's get into all the news, which, of course, is brought to you by a good friend down at Impact Comics in Garima Place in Civic. Go in and get all your nerdware, pop vinyl, comics, all sorts of things for people who also love the camera as much as you do. Blake, what's the news? 
Well, I mean, the obvious news we've got to cover is um, Jack Whiten. It's confirmed. It's official. We've talked about on this show for a few weeks, we were pretty sure that he was going. But um, even still, when the news finally dropped uh, on Anzac Day, really, wasn't it? Tuesday our time that it was confirmed that he was he was signing for Souths. It still um, really hit me, as I'm sure it hit everyone. I think mm. I'd, I'd sort of been saying that getting used to the idea that he was leaving to try and hope that, you know, when the inevitable news came around, it'd be a bit easier to swallow. And it still wasn't that easy. Still wasn't that easy to swallow. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many emotions swirling right now. It's kind of like the stages of grief. You know, you one minute you're angry, next minute you're sad, next minute, you you know, you're in denial. It's all happening. Matthew, where are you sitting with the Jack White news? Oh, it's been a funny one, right? I mean, Dan... And Sportress article summed it up pretty clearly when you put into words what a lot of uh, Canberra fans are thinking, I reckon. I guess we're all trying to come to grips with the terms that maybe he would go for bigger money and he would go to somewhere like the Dolphins. Um, And then when the Raiders put out that massive offer, we started to think, oh, well, maybe it's a family decision that he's going to go to Queensland and choose lifestyle. And maybe he just wants to get out of Canberra. But then suddenly there's this, by the end of, what, last week, um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs were an option and we all knew about his relationship with Trell and how that would probably be pretty thick. But then, um, I don't know, the offer that they've come in with, it, it sort of stings. Like, I, I've, I, I like the Bunnies and I hope they do well generally when I watch them play. But there's something just about this contract that I think puts a lot of Canberra Raiders fans a little out, you know, like there's something doesn't feel quite right about it. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow on many levels because, you know, you look at a team like South Sydney and, They've got loads of superstars already and they're picking one, you know, we arguably have other superstars, but they're picking out. Our best player. Yeah, you know, our he's, best player. He's, he's arguably the best player we've lost in the NRL era, probably the best player since Ricky left the club. So to me, it, it, it's upsetting. I mean, I want Jack to do well. I will continue to support him and I will support him at the Bunnies and I hope they win every game except the ones against us, just like the same I do with Johnny Bateman. But I... I I just there's just something specific about this deal that really hurts as a Raiders fan because it puts kind of like a glass ceiling on what we can do as a club. And, and I think that's why the Raiders um organization has tried to lodge their, you know, their um contract and then now asked to the auditor to go over it. It's gonna it's gonna come to nothing. But- yeah, well exactly. And it's it's a bad look and we can talk about that more in a later segment. But yeah, I mean it 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 really sort of um is a bummer on the whole organization. I think the club, you know, all of us had our thoughts whether or not Jack Whiten's really worth 1.1 million for four years. I certainly wasn't convinced that he that he was and is. But to lose him is is such a sort of a devastating um statement on the club I know. and where the and club's that's... at. And and I think that's the thing that really hurts a lot of us. Um it's sort of the implication that no, you can't win a premiership here. You need to go to South Sydney or, you know, well, that's it, it, right? Yeah. That's and, the thing that stings the most Yeah, is that and, to win a premiership concept. And the club knew that him losing their biggest superstar in these circumstances would be, would be a, a damning indictment on the club. And it would fuel all the Ricky Stewart haters and all the, all the knockers. And, and I think they went all out to try and keep him with that offer. They tried to put out an offer there that, you know, in theory should have blown everyone else out of the park. Players generally don't leave their club that they're at to go somewhere else for less money. I mean, 
when does it ever happen really and yeah it's it's just it's just hard it's really hard to swallow i i look i have a, a sort of different opinion to it i think it, it it's a bad look it's a pr issue in the fact that the worst case scenario for us here is people look at it and say well why are people leaving that club yeah. and one of the reasons why and i know you just said it's a bad look for us to actually go to the salary cap auditor I think we're using that as bait to basically get concessions somewhere else. So I think we're basically saying, go and have a look at this. And we won't they, get concessions anywhere they, else, though. Some some sort of thing from it, basically saying, well, you know, th- th- this is happening over here. But here's the thing, $1.1 million for a bloke who, who isn't a playmaker, doesn't run a side around the field well, kicks out of bounds on the fall, drifts out of match and isn't a guy who steps up when a game's needing to have someone step and win it. He occasionally does, but not that frequently. He's not a $1.1 million player. He's just not. Uh, When he was talking about going, I wasn't bleeding about him going in regards to the player that he is. I was worried about him going in regards to the appearance of it. Oh, absolutely. as As opposed to anything else. So if it's just the appearance of it, who gives an absolute rat's ass what any of the other clowns think about it? I Man, absolutely it, don't. It, it makes and, it, it makes it hard and, for and, us. And people people going on about oh they want to go to jail and getting angry about us. Oh, sour grapes go to the auditor. Of course, you go to the friend auditor. We put in an offer that's three hundred thousand dollars a season better than they're putting on, and he's signing somewhere else. That stinks. Yeah, but the that thing about the like thing about a, going you know, to the auditor uh, that stinks is, like a rotten fish. The thing about going to the auditor is you can do that privately. You know, you can do that through the back channels, but the way it's been done and it's been done through the media and through, you know, people like mm. Paul Kent bring it up, that does just make it look as though it's it's sour grapes on our behalf. And it does yeah, I mean, just, the, just give the Ricky knockers another thing to... At what point is... At what point is raising something that is blatantly on the nose sour fucking grapes? And I think the Raiders are probably fed up. They probably had enough of this and they see it happening with a lot of clubs all the time. So they're probably, it's going to be like the Hodgson rule where we're affected, but it might create change moving forward where I do Mm. feel like this could be the catalyst where maybe all contracts need to be lodged and all um, third party agreements need to be paid because let's not kid ourselves. Who who thinks Jack's only taking what's in this, what's in his salary, but also he's not going to be worse off. Ultimately, I've, Strongly believe he's signing for a club that is owned by um, Packer, Crow, and and Mike Cannon Brooks, who's like a multi multi billionaire. I think they'll find some loose change in the back of the couch to to help him out on the shortfall there. And that's why I think the Raiders are probably putting trying to get these auditors involved, so they can become. It could just be a bit of a clearer, you know, battle and a more even fight when it comes to trying to sign great players. I mean, it's just ridiculous that there's a tier of clubs that can just funnel the best players in the yeah. competition towards them every year. Yeah. But I, but I, the thing that scares me is what you just mentioned before is the optics, not just of the the audit, but to win a premiership. Now that term is now being thrown around even loosely in regards to what Jack wanted. And Jack, uh, Hooper was talking about it on 360. He, you know, he wants to win a premiership. That's why he was talking to the Dolphins. It's like, sorry, mate, fuck off, please. Yeah. The Raiders what, made it the what? second week of the finals last year and we were coming home strong. I just don't think 
you know, even Mal spoke about that, how it's really hurt, like damning that term towards the club and the playing group. I've spoken to a couple of the people in the staff there and they think they're all going to be probably better off now because it's in the clear and they can move forward as a club. But it, to me, that's what hurts the most as a fan is a guy who, you know, publicly looks like has taken less money and now there's this narrative about to win a premiership. What does that do to the yeah. kids that are reading that article? What does that do to the family? Yeah, he's shat on us. He's, let's, let's, he's shat on us. And, you know, we don't begrudge people for wanting to move on and everything else, but the way it's gone down, it could have gone down so much better. Yeah, the service was a bit... And also, awful. too, like the sort of the narrative about why what he wanted and why he wanted out has changed week by week, day by day. And and to be honest with you, I think his own thoughts have probably changed along the way because originally it was, it was testing the market these narratives that have come out, um, are they from him? Are they from his managers? Are they just Management. gossip. Are they just gossip that the Raiders fans have. Yeah. And also but, some of the narratives are just like, you know, you realize that journalists sort of inventing, embellishing to fit whatever story they're writing at the time. I mean, because I mean, if initially he's going for family reasons, well, he's got to look after his family. What does looking after his your family normally mean? It normally means getting the most money you possibly can. So yeah. if it was family reasons he signs for the Raiders. One of the issues are that we're, and we're not going to, we're not talking about the elephant in the room, about one of the rumours that everyone's going around about why Jack is actually going. And we won't, we won't talk about it. But on top of that, do you really think that Jack Whiten has come out with any intent whatsoever to hurt our club? I don't think he has. I don't think that's been his intention at all. I think he's doing things motivated by, you know, wanting to go and play with someone like Trell, who's a mate, and needing, for other reasons, a change from where he currently is at. I don't believe he's got a nasty bone in his body where he come out actually trying to hurt the club. He's come out and he said he's going to play his guts out for the rest of the, the season. He's going to leave nothing in the tank. We've heard that before. But I believe him. I absolutely believe him. I don't believe he has any ill will. I think any of the no, spin no, that's not heard in the that club has come from someone else. But he's a good, honest footballer. He doesn't mean anyone any harm. And all the other crap that's coming out around it is just by trolls who don't like our club, don't give a shit about our club, and want to deride it for either a cheap freaking story or because it suits their own narrative and makes them feel a little bit better for a day. Well, fuck them. I don't know and I don't care what they think. It doesn't interest me whatsoever. My only thing at the moment is why on earth we're going to be playing him at number six going forward, which is what he's been named in the team list. When I think I he, should just, he should just be a bench utility now. He has made his case. He can play his guts out, go anywhere in the team now. He can bloody go into hooker. We can throw him into second row. We can throw him into lock. We can throw him in centre, fullback, wherever he's needed. You haven't mentioned the front row rotation. Uh, front row rotation. He hits like a train. Why not? He can go at any of those positions. <laughs> he, let's put probably, someone at, he'd probably let's make put a better six who might be a six in the future. He, you know, he probably like, would make a better fist of front row rotation than um, than Elliot Whitehead. Anyway, I did a poll. I asked the uh, Blake and the Pork Twitter followers, where would you like to see Jack White play this weekend? 23% answered 5-8. 21% answered lock. 7% answered front row rotation. And do you know where 49% said? Mm. New South Wales Cup. Yeah, yeah Reggie's. I mean, that's yeah, the... That's still the hurt. I mean, I personally would like to see him play in the centres where he plays for New South Wales and Australia. Get him ready for the get him ready for the Rabbitohs. No, but that's where he's played representative football. That's where other coaches have thought it's probably where he plays his best. If we talk about instinctive, 
you know, nervous systems, then that's that's a of run course. first position. Of course. And I, and look, I like to see Schneider play inside him. I think defensively they'd be fantastic together mm. on the left hand side. Do I we just... not do we not consider that maybe he doesn't he's actually tired of being the focal point? Ricky's made him the focal point. Maybe he actually is looking forward to going south and just playing center where he can just body smash people and run well, hard game, and play outside. The game against the Dragons might have proved that, doesn't it? Like he didn't yeah. you could tell his head wasn't in the right place the last couple of games and and maybe this will be the he was doing his best to convince us and the salary cap auditors that game <laughs> that he's not a $1.1 million player. Because a $1.1 million player doesn't throw a hiding-to-nothing pass mm. to Jerry Croker when you're up by 10 with two oh, minutes man. to go. He almost every loses play, that game. Every player, can throw, every player can throw a bad pass. No, 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 but you don't use smart enough to realise that in that situation, you know, a million-dollar player yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a clutch player. It's It's... Cleary, it's Moses. It's those guys know what to do in those situations. Like if Croker had it's caught that Moses. pass, Jesus. if yes, it is. If Croker had caught that no, pass, I'd have Moses uh, over White in any day now. Uh, if I wouldn't have Moses anywhere near the Canberra Raiders, thank you. I'd probably change clubs. Oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. Big, He's a big statement there, Matthew. You've never seen a man look up at his own image. In oh, the and that's the biggest. That's combat. the biggest. That's the biggest crime in rugby league, is it? Mate, he could accept he everything else, but you just he, he likes it. You know, he's a good-looking young guy, and he likes the look appearance of himself. What's he was terrible the first six weeks of this competition. He plays one good game, and everyone's like, "Oh, Mitchell Moses, my mo can go and hang out with Scomo for all I care." Piss off! But I, I, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I guarantee you, he doesn't throw that stupid pass. Because what if Jared Croker had caught that ball? What was what was going to happen next? Was he going to run forty meters down the field and score a try in the post? He was either going to get bundled into touch. You know, how or was you know it an how, how do you know Croker didn't call that play? You don't. And if we're going to talk about Croker, he's the one who's missed a couple of tackles on his outside shoulder that almost cost us the last two games. And he's getting selected. So I don't know. I just, I, there's a lot of pile on Jack. I really hope he goes well at South. I'm really upset for Ricky. I see in the rundown, we've got Phil for Ricky. I know you're not, Blake. I know this is. Oh, no, like... I wrote that, Phil for I do feel for Ricky. I absolutely do feel for Ricky. I'm not having Joe Ricky. I'm saying the Ricky haters are lining up to lay in the boot. I am not one of them. Yeah, I know. It's all, it's all your funny Cronulla my... Sharks, mates. <clears throat> oh, dude, the thread is ridiculous what I'm getting right now. And some of my friends talking about how he's willing to take 300000 less to get away from Ricky, which is complete bullshit. He, I think that's one of the things that is is a narrative about our club that is completely false. If you talk to anyone inside the club, um, they all talk about how much Ricky means to them and how they're close they are with Ricky and how he's helped them. And he is the glue in that club at the moment. And I know in this statement that it's all about in Don. Camper times, it's about Don, but there, there really is a tight knit group around Ricky and that's, this is going to sting for him. I'm sure. Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the concerning thing that comes out of all this is, okay, we can't sign big name players. We can't sign star players. So we have to develop them. Then we develop yeah. them. And I mean, this was always the concern, whether you go back to William Zillman, Anthony Milford, et cetera, then if we develop them, we can't keep them. Then you think, okay, what's our recruitment strategy going to be? Oh, it's going to be, we're going to target country blokes who don't necessarily won't be attracted to the lights of the big city, who might have, find some appeal in living in Canberra where they can live, you know, just outside of town, maybe on some acreage, maybe on a bit of land. Jack was all those things and now he's going as well. So where, where does, where do we go from here? Yeah, well, I mean, every case is different, right? And you've got to treat was, every player like but, an individual. But was Jack one of those? Was he ever one of those? I don't think he was. I think that's the image you want to make of the boy from Orange. I don't think he, he, he was that. He likes his fishing and stuff, but he likes being a lad as much as anything else. 
Yeah. You know, well, if, he's, if, he's, if he's, this career move was for family reasons, I don't see how moving to Sydney to hang out with the lads is necessarily going to be the best move for his family. But, you know. No, that, it doesn't make any decide. sense to me. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold up scrutiny as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't hold water. But, I mean, why do we care what water it holds? That, that's that's my over, major it's thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over. It's yeah. done. And my major thing is why does he still have a six jersey on his back? You know, and because Ricky sees him as the, sees him as the best option to win games this season, and you know, whereas I I agree. I mean, I don't think he should be punted reserve grade, but there's an opportunity now to to get Schneider in there and see how he goes. Yeah, I really yeah, rate I really rate Schneider, but I wonder if it would be any different this weekend if Frawley was not injured. I don't. I know. wonder if Frawley oh, would I stay. Know. I don't know, but the rebuild has to start now. I mean, 2019, the line in the 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 blip the premiership window whatever that was open in 2019 2020 jack leaving is pretty much slams the door shut and the mm. rebuild has to start now so there's no no stop no there's no rebuild it's yeah, a constant I agree. flowing motion of a club and a squad that you're trying to improve and retain players and get them past 50 games and who knows you get you know once in a decade players like jack or you get them you know in the past we've had a few that have left but we're okay, developing... have a look at our spine, right? Have a look at our spine when we go to the team lists. Have a look at our spine. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But then... And tell me, tell me that it's not the weakest spine in the NRL. Maybe this weekend it could And the only thing that's that's you could argue that it doesn't make it the weakest spine in the NRL is the presence of Jack Whiten, a guy who doesn't want to be here and is leaving. So you don't think there needs to be a rebuild? I think using buzzwords like rebuild... Uh, just a way to try there's a war more... chest you know, it's just i think you're always looking at, at improving your squad you're always looking at improving your players and any players that are available out there and we've got a list here we can go over which is very depressing to be honest about some of the targets we can look at but we've got a good young club we've got very good players in our spine going through uh, the juniors and I, you know, a couple of those players that would probably be playing right now are injured. Danny Levi's injured as an international. Xavier Xavier Savage is coming back. Like Danny Levi, you gotta let it go, it's, man. You gotta let Danny Levi go. You gotta it's let next Javier. I just we've, got, we've got Fiji International Semi Valame returning to New South Wales Cup this week. Yes, the we signs do. are the signs are good. The signs are good. Oh. Green shoots just popping up everywhere, Matt. I don't like doing late night podcasts with Blake. He's just become oh, so negative. He's, he's been drinking again, is what it is. And there's nothing you can do. He's just a nasty, mean drunk when he gets on the juice. So who, who do we sign, lads? Well, I exactly. read that article as well. That was the there, most... there was a, there was only one Speaking of light person at the end of the tunnel, that, that was depressing. There was only one person that entire thing that I looked at and I thought I was even vaguely interested in. And that was Joey Marnie. Yeah, that was it's it. not that happening. Was it. It was the, not, yeah, it, it's not happening, but that was the only target that they mentioned in that. Are you weren't excited the... about Luke Brooks? Dane uh, Laurie? No. No. Dane Laurie is, while he's got talent, he just, yeah. he's a PR disaster. Yeah. You know, Joe... while he's playing for the West Tigers, going out and celebrating the Panthers, you know, <laughs> premiership victory in a Panthers shirt and getting filmed in it. I, I'm sorry. Nah, we're not signing any of those players. There is, mates, there is a but... fear for me we could sign... Um, Luke Brooks, sadly, just because I know we've been connected with him and Ricky in the past. I I'd like us to have a crack. More than that, more than that is that Luke Brooks and Madge were very tight close as well. Yeah. I'd like us to have a crack at um, Dylan Brown. I know he just re-signed, but yeah, try and put pressure on them breaking that contract. And Jack Wellsby is that player that's in the, the one. 
The world's mm-hmm. the one, but whether that would happen or not. But he's if you were to go all in on someone and, and, and take a gamble and roll the dice, Wellsby's he plays for St. Helens. He killed it in the um the game against the Panthers. He's a one or a six. He's only is young. He, is he is he the one that just took up an NRL agent about a month ago? Uh, they all seem to be. But he he's he, he's contracted until the end of twenty twenty five. But obviously, you know, you see these players Super League players in particular, a lot of these young guys who have ambitions to ply their trade in the NRL, which... The, well, they can which, make a lot more money. Yeah, but and then they, those guys that have ambitions to ply their trade in the NRL usually have clauses in their contracts um, so that they can be released to an NRL club, you know, provided there's a transfer fee paid. So. Yeah, there's a halfback that played in that same game who's young and played for England as well. The yeah. half, not Wellsby, who's the fullback, but... I don't know. I, I, I agree with um, Pork. I'd, I'd like to see. I really think there's something potentially in Schneider, a big body. Yeah. Um, I, I do know that if Frawley was there, he's probably in the pecking order ahead of Schneider at the moment. But I, I, I know he hasn't lit it up in New South Wales Cup, but he's got he's just got that big defensive body. He's learning the game. And there's just something about him that I'd love to see him. There's a sparkle in, in his first eyes. Scott, there is a sparkle and it just, it just shines. It shines. With semi, but I'd like to see him with Jack at center. Uh, you know, like I, yeah. I know our club legend, and that's another thing which we've which, got about four blokes queued up for the for the left center. Oh my gosh! Position. But we'll get to the team list. But that's another thing now, which I think brings even more value. Um, it's going to be really hard to drop Croker because it's impossible. He now, I, I would drop him this week personally. I think he's been our weakest. Yeah, but you're heartless. Back. No, but he also, now, he also, now, now that our club has had, now that's been the saying, difference now, in the last the two kicking. victories. Yeah, yeah, he's kicked every goal. Yeah, but he's also missed two massive tackles that could have lost us both games. My my point is the club has taken such a morale hit. Um, we've taken such a, 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 a hit publicly, and yeah. you know that the playing group is probably going through some questioning. That we've got to have someone like Toots there just to help. Yeah you know, bring us together when, you know, we're in the end goal area. I just, I, I personally think um, he might have to play out the year um, just with what we're going through as a club. This is the darkest week I can remember as a Raiders fan in a very, very long time. Yes, we've had the the incidents, you know, with Monaghan and Carney and Earl and that, but to lose a club legend, a 225-game player who played for state and country, who who is our best player, Mm. You know, outside of Tarpening, to to lose him is massive for not just the team, but for the entire region that I, I think we need to move on very quickly, like Pork was saying. And I think one of those ways is in five games, we've got a 300 club player. Yeah. A 300 game club player. So I just, yeah. I personally want to see Twits have an amazing game this weekend. I want to see us beat the Dolphins in the loser palooza game at Wagga Wagga. And, um, just the two teams that missed out on Jack. How weird is that? It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it just gets sadder and sadder. Yeah, but, but um, they, they, they get that. You know, they're used to losing out on players. Yeah, they'll just move on. They'll just move on to who's who's the next one. Look, here's a, a positive thing. When Fog has had the the keys to the team, yes. the team has looked better. It's moved around better. It's been better. The idea that we brought back in and Jack came in and stunk the place up. Now, he had a lot on his mind, as you can imagine. And and for a kid like him, 
it would have been really, really difficult. So it's completely understandable. And he'll be free of that now, right? His major thing is he's going to have hostilities in the crowd. And we've, we've seen some online abuse of him, which has been really quite disgusting. Um, I'm not sure if you saw that, but a bit of foul abuse coming to him online, which is just mm-hmm. unacceptable. And he does not deserve that. And I, I encourage people I, not to boo him. And I encourage people not to, you know, abuse him. People are going to boo him. People are going to boo him. Maybe this, will be a, maybe this will actually be a catalyst for them not to boo him because I was convinced that they were going to boo him regardless. You know, when um, uh, John Bateman first turned out um, for the West Tigers, I said, you know, how great it was to see him back in the NRL and I, for one, wouldn't be booing him when he came to Bruce Stadium. I was informed I would be definitely a minority of, of Raiders fans <laughs> not booing him. They all said they were going to boo the crap out of him. You know what I was the other thing when we were looking no, but at... I, but, I, I, but I won't boo him. Look, my, my thing is, Make sure Jamal can control the, the team. And there's no mistakes about that with Jack going off and being a wild card. Our major thing is him trying too hard and overriding any team structure. That is a big yeah. risk to it. And that is one of the reasons why I think, and I know they're putting him in six now because doing anything else really reeks of, especially after he said going off to a premiership, um, which I'm almost positive is not his freaking words. Someone else yeah. has put it there. Um, uh, I, I just can't believe he would, he would, shit on his his club that's raised him like that that's got to be some wank who's put those words in his mouth and he's gone yeah yeah i'll, I'll just say that that's fine probably um, even just staff writer at yeah I, I can't believe it. but having him in the six is dangerous whereas having him in a in a, in a bench utility role where he can come in and we know he can do anything he's not that gonna club. play bench utility it is the most logical spot you put him in no, bench utility he can cover virtually every position on the field so he is the ultimate utility. We've been talking about it going into this thing. Put him there and put something in the number six jersey that has any chance of continuing on into the future. Mate, if you're going to talk about bench utilities, it should be Seb Chris. Yeah. And Jack Jack should be in the centres with Tomoko. Schneider should be at six. And Xavier should be at one. That's that's the that's Yeah, the well, that would be the logical thing to do, wouldn't it? But it, obviously it's potent. not... It's, it hasn't happened. Yeah, when I was looking at potential replacements, it's quite funny. I, I thought I'd see if there was anyone we could maybe scout from the Super League um, outside of Jack Wellsby. Uh, and I thought, I'll have a look at the, the the Man of Steel award. So the Man of Steel is the UK Super League equivalent yeah. of Dally M's. And uh, some interesting names. I'll read some out to you. N- number one, who do you think's leading the Man of Steel? Blake uh, Austin. Mitchell Pierce. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's George Williams. So we're not we're uh, signing him. Then it's uh, Bevan French coming in second place. Uh-huh. Former Raiders target Matt Dufty is number oh, three. Yeah. Then you can uh, Aiden Caesar, Blake Austin. Yeah. So there's this. There's not much there either. Slim pickings. See, I, I no, but Aiden Caesar I think would be a good pickup. Mitchell Pierce would be a good pickup. No, no not Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce. Pierce. Aiden Caesar. Aiden Caesar still isn't old. Mitchell Pierce is old. Aiden Caesar would be would be thirty at least. Yeah, he? but he's played in the club. I think he's got a lot to offer. He was a good bloke. He was good in the team structure. He doesn't have any illusions. And Ricky of... shafted him. He absolutely did. Yeah. Um, but he did it because he saw George Williams, who I think, if you'll make that it was choice, a shiny a... new thing. It wasn't a shiny new thing. It was a bloody good halfback, and it's proven to be. And COVID factors. And COVID factors. And yeah, put us in all sorts of situations that otherwise we wouldn't have been in because we could have managed it. Look, there is something that's made me a little bit... thirty-one. There's well, a Mitchell Pierce is four hundred and seven. There is something that's made me. He's about to be there's there's something that's made me a little bit annoyed. In fact, you might say it grinds my gears. 
You know what really grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears, Blake? People um, queuing up to just kick Ricky at every opportunity and using this as another. Yeah, yeah, that that is what grinds my gears. Yeah. Um, but 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 more directly, more directly, it is people taking so much glee, right? Who are completely neutral partners. There's one thing about South supporters being happy that they get Jack. I can understand that, and I've got no problem with that whatsoever. But it's the neutral fans, like the Sharks fans and the the Penrith fans and the Parramatta fans who are just overjoyed that Canberra's been kicked in the goalies. And that's, just... that's that's because of Ricky. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But going online, I, like, it, it's a wonderful thing. And it's like, it, it just makes them look like the piles of utter human garbage that they are. And they grind my gears. And, and one of the better things I've done this week is not engage with them and just leave them to their own devices. Let them swim in their own mire of shit. Because they really are just a cesspool of wankers. And they grind my gears, Blake. They grind my gears. Anyway, we should probably talk about the teams going into the Dolphins game. What do you think? Or even the Dragons game. Yeah. There's not that much to say about the Dragons game. I'll sum it up. Um, well, the best thing to say about the Dragons game is it's over. We got two yeah. points. And <laughs> let's never talk about it again. Yeah. And and um, Jack Whiten's, like like I said, his, his gift to us from that game was to make us realise that maybe... Uh, we dodged a bullet for your deal at 1.1 million. Yeah, who, um, man of the I match. Think... Who, who do you guys have as man of the match? Who are we giving the $20 um, last speed voucher to? Oh, God. I already I gave thought, it out. I gave it I out thought, for us. I thought Albert Hopoate was pretty good. I thought Matt Timoko was I pretty good. I gave it to good. Matt Timoko. I gave yeah, Timoko, Hopoate, and Sim Chris were our three, probably. And, and, and I thought that while he did some pretty dumb things his strip and his incredible pace to run 90 meters to score hudson young hudson, impressed hudson young was good hudson young was good he's does, does anyone does anyone think that um he was held no i it was I, pretty close it was pretty yeah. close i was as he was running i was hoping that he'd get tackled because at that point they wouldn't scrutinize it and we'd be all the right, way down the field yeah, yeah that's right that's that's right no i was dreadfully scared that when they went back and I was so relieved when I saw that both the other two had detached in time. The game but- wasn't as um wasn't as bad as what some Raiders fans were were saying. You know, I I I wasn't in town when the game was on, so I had to watch it early the next morning and um I mean I I caught a bit of the the chit chat. I didn't look at the result until after, but um like I saw I kind of like watched it not knowing but there was a lot of hatred heading to the way we were playing in that first half. I know, and I know even Ricky spoke about it in the presser. The, I guess the last five minutes of the half were pretty average, but we tend to try and build in the games. We don't try and come out guns blazing. We want to try, as a club, it looks like we're, we slowly build into our game plan. We tried a few new things. We tried a few more offloads and we actually attacked from our own half pretty decently. We just didn't attack very well in that last third, but um, defensively, we're also strong. I know people will say the Dragons didn't throw much at us, but if you look at what they did against the Roosters on Anzac Day, they had a hell of a second half. Mm. So, I, I'm I still think we're building into something, and I just hope this news during the week doesn't derail us. But, yeah. Mm. yeah, look, it's it's it, it it wasn't a great game. It was one of those ones you just had to grind out a two point win in that one. You know, mm-hmm. that was the way it was. And I was expecting them to go into that. Um, I thought the Dragons played okay. 
within that. But I did see obvious weaknesses in the structure and the cohesiveness of our side. Um, there was a lot of effort born. And I think people would have had a more positive view of that game had that Tauto Moga intercept try not led us to a grandstand finish where all of us had our hearts in our mouth expecting that they would crash over. And thank God some idiot passed it to Blake Laurie. So he did a, a, a dummy run because if they'd spread it wide, God knows what would have happened. And if we'd lost that one, I mean, can you imagine the mire we'd be in now? We'd lost that match from an unlosable position and then Jack mm-hmm. signed somewhere else. It's just like, you know, like, just just burn it all down, burn it all down. Um, so the fact that we hung on at the end, I was pretty pleased with that. But I really do think it's one of those matches you chalk up and just say, that's two points, thank God we got it, move on. You know, and, and, and that's the view I had, which leads us into, you know, this week and what we've got against the Dolphins. Now, we owe them one. Um, we've got in our side, um, we've got, um, who do we do the team? List? Oh, we do the team list for Jersey's megastore out there at, uh, Iden Knob Street and Fishwick behind the cock. Um, go get your jerseys from them. Um, we've got Sebastian Chris at number one. We've got Hopper on one wing and we've got Jordan Rapner on the other. We've got Nick Cottridge still out. Um, we've got He's Jared out Craig. for a long time. He's out yeah, for, yeah. and, and is not a hamstring injury. An injury that you shouldn't rush back from in the first place. Correct. Has he not re-injured his hamstring again? Now he's out for another even longer period. It just seems. I'd also argue that Hopewadi's been better than him this year, so I'd I'd definitely back through reserve grade. Ooh, well, we've just nominated the new Meninga medalist with that call. That'd be nice. Um, we got Jared Croker going in. Is it is his two ninety fifth or two ninety sixth? I can't remember. It's one of the other. Everyone is counting. Everyone is counting. We got Matt Timoko in the four jersey. We got Jack Nominee White. We discussed. We got Jack White as we discussed in the six. Jamal Fogarty in the seven. Front row is Papa and Tarpanay. Uh, we got Zach Wolford in between those two. Hutto and Elliot in the second row with Corey Horsburgh. Big red, big sexy in the third jersey. Jared Croker's two hundred ninety fifth game. Yeah, coming up against the Dolphins. Yeah, and then in the on the bench we've got Tom Starling in the fourteen, we got Emre in the fifteen, we got Sami Solo in the sixteen, and we got CHN in the seventeen jersey. So really, the only change in that side, the only only change in that side is Jordan Rapiner coming back from his head knock, um, back into the side. So then we've got for them we've got the hammer in number one who is playing good football and when he everyone's was... looking at the moment they're looking at the cows and saying what's gone wrong and you're looking at you know what's changed well he's about one of the only things you can really look at that's changed he's not there he was playing 14 though yeah i don't think i don't think that's the reason uh but if I don't you know, actually but... if you look back at the game last you know round two when we played the dolphins he undoubtedly was the difference between the two. Sides. He was the difference. If he was you had, every single kick. It yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah. If you had swapped him into our team, I, I think we win that game easily. It yeah. Was well, you think the difference? It was Chris's second game at fullback, and, yeah. and yeah. It was one of the one of the reasons I've been told is why Xavier Savage is going back through Reggie's is to get some fitness back. You know, and we yep. all know how important it is um, defensively to be fit at fullback, and we could tell. I can see it, uh, even though we would love to see Savage back. I'd love to see him back this week, but there is he a He should be back this week. He should well, be back. But you week. but you must have, you must admit 
the Chris that we're getting now is different than the Chris that we got in the second and first oh, couple it's of better. weeks. It's absolutely, absolutely. And that's a fitness level thing. You know, it's just yeah. getting, getting yourself in the position. Do you know how many tries he scored this year? Oh, that's not just, it's playing a different position. I know he scored what, two? One, one, one. one. And I know he was their leading try scorer Do you know how many the Hammers scored? Eight. Yeah. Did the Hammer train at fullback all off season? Absolutely. Yes. And did Chris yeah, get yeah. slotted into it? Did, did Xavier the... Savage train at fullback all off season? We've only got one fullback in the club, and we're not playing him, Matthew. Yeah, but can he yeah. run? Could he run with that fractured jaw for a month after he did it? Probably no. And what was he drinking? Soup. So mm. let's just see. Let's see yeah, next yeah. week what happens. Shut the, shut the hell up, Blake. Shut the hell up. Everyone I'm angry. Wants to I'm angry. What are you trying to say, Blake? I'm Wait, angry. Hey, you know, I was real. I was upset. Get some texters. Let's get some texters. I was texters. upset at the start of the week, right? <laughs> I was upset at the start of the week when Jack White and Show us on this doll where Ricky hurt you, please, Blake. Yeah. Show us on this doll. Did I was he touch up, you here, mate? Did he touch you I was you upset here? at the start of the week when Jack White and signed for Souths. And then when I saw that Xavier Savage and the New South Wales Cup team list came out earlier than the, than the first grade team list this week for the first time because of the Anzac Day games. And I saw that Xavier Savage was named at fullback in New South Wales Cup. I was even angrier. Mm. You've been angry all week. You've been on camera. Like I say, you look up, at that spine. You look at that fixes. spine. Okay, okay, but let's look at what the dolphin side is before you keep ranting Blake on, on like an ang- angry old man. Um, we got Hammer at fullback. We got Asaka, who played exceptionally well last weekend. He's been, he's been good this year. He's been good. And really Robert good. Jennings on the other wing, who did not play exceptionally <laughs> well. Um, but what's Edric Lee got? Run. What's Edric Lee got to do to get a? He's on the extended bench to get a spot. Uh, over. I don't know. Well, we got Marco Lee. Edward Lee might still be injured. He might be just named on the bench. Is Robert Jennings is Robert Jennings the youngest Jennings brother, or or yeah, is he it? Is. He is I think there might that... be another one, but one that hasn't played. But well, there's got... they, they, they progressively. So it's Michael was good, and they progressively as they go down, they just get worse and worse and worse. I, I hate to see the one even. Robert's Carol a good Jennings. Player. Harold like Jennings it. is the youngest. Anyway, you've got Ewan Aitken, who still doesn't know how to pass in a sense. Oh, scored, scored a decent try. You've got Brenko Lee with him, who is really putting in. He's having a good go as old Brenko. Brenko's uh, always, Brenko's Brenko's did you see Brenko's his emotion always, at the end of the game? Brenko's always been a, a good attacking player. And he, yeah, he's, he's, he's now got a pretty amazing catch and pass. Like, it's very yeah. quick. And that's and he really that's why the Sarko's benefited from that. He scored yeah. because of Branko's quick quick catch and release, but well, he's and not just terribly that, he, defensively. He, he's got this bustle when he's attacking where he doesn't move that fast, but he moves relatively powerfully and you've got to go in and get him. And if he gets that pass away, well, he's given you the number. So yeah, Jermaine's definitely benefiting from that. Yeah, was, um, you've got Cody in, in that game against the Roosters, um, Branko Lee was in the clear. Do you remember that? In the first game mm-hmm. of the season. And he looked like he was running in mud. He mm. was so he like so, Robert Jennings. Yeah. He looked like he was <laughs> me going across the field for a post-game interview. Um, oh, that wasn't an interview you were going to. You weren't going to an interview. It looked like you were going to relieve yourself. <laughs> I was doing it at the he time. Heard there was a free hot dog. He heard there was a free hot dog on the outside of the field and he waddled over. Mate, I love me a hot dog. There's no question about that. We've got Cody Nicarima in the six. Um, and doesn't he love scoring against the Raiders? He does, just like CHN loves to punch. He's scored twice against the Raiders. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. We've got uh, Katoa in the Shout out, seven how to win a We've got um, Katoa in the seven jersey, who's really come in and done a good job in the absence yeah. of Sean O'Sullivan. He's, he's done it. He's stepped up. He's done a good job. We've got Jesse Bromwich in the front row with Kenny. His brother's coming to the front row Whoa, with him. Oh, front row rotation. Yeah, there you go. And you've got Jeremy Marshall King, who you got to say. One of the buys looked, of the year. 
really looking fan. Just as um, Robson was at the Cowboys last year, Jerry Marshall King is coming in, being the guy who's really stepped up into that hooker role, done well. you got Felice Cafusi with his bald head going around. Cheating like a bastard, He's just back. doing it fantastically. Um, you've got Connolly Lemelu uh, um, in the 12 Lemelu. jersey, who's also been good. And Tom Gilbert, yeah, who has been Tom Gilbert, who is so Gilbert. annoying. They must, yeah, Gilbert, they <laughs> must love him in up, up in Dolphinland, up in Redcliffe, because he really He's got under the skin. Yeah, but he just he gives 100%. So we don't He's promote, in there 100%. We don't promote gambling on this show in mm. any way, shape, or form. But if you are betting, um, bet on uh, Cody Nikarima and Tom Gilbert as anytime try scorers. That's my tip. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because <laughs> Nikarima always scores against Raiders and Tom Gilbert scored against Getting back to your time. point earlier before we get to the bench, talking about better spines. Our spine's better than their spine. It's yeah. Not. I agree. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely it is. Okay. The hammer's better than, than Seb Chris. Absolutely. No, he's not. Just. Jack's Cody, Cody. Cody Nick, no, he's not. He doesn't even want to be at our club. He doesn't. He's. Who knows where he's at? <laughs> Cody Nukarima, dual international. All right, Jack's better. Fogarty is definitely F- better. Fogarty, than Fogarty's better. Mm, is he? Yes. Is he? And 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 Jeremy Marshall King. I love Jesus that. Blake. You're going to have to show cause as to why you're a Raiders supporter if you keep going on like this. You negative bag of crap. Mm. I don't want to hear this rubbish. Get your chin up. Get your chin up. Get a little bit more positive, or I don't know, or hand in your green. It's weird okay. reasons to be cheerful. It's not even on the run sheet. <laughs> Bench yeah, is Jared Wallace, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone, and Herme Essa Essa Essa. How good? How good is? How good is Mark Nichols? He's going really, really well. And Jared Wallace actually did, but it was against the Titans, so there was a reason for him rising there because they pretty much benched him. Ray Stone um, hasn't. He's trying his guts out, but he hasn't come back from that ACL. Uh, uh, normally, as well as it's it always be. been the thing. I reckon that you know, the first year back from an ACL, you're pretty much treading water when you first return. And it's usually the season after you see players yeah. mm. come good again. Normally, as long as they're not you know, 37 years old like Josh Hudson. Yeah, oh my God, it's like watching an animal suffer. Put oh, him out of his misery, someone. He's, oh, yeah, he's that second year. That second year at the Eels is an option, and it's not going to it? get. It's not. It's like Jared Croker's option, man. It's not. It's not happening. Oh, look, he's one of my favourite people who's ever played football, and watching oh, him at the moment cool. is is hurting me. Yeah. Just watching him, and I know it breaks with tradition, uh, uh, you know, in order. But it's time to look at the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? And I actually can't remember who we do this for. Who do we do the extended bench for? Is it Tony Ferrugia Body Works? No, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's jerseys for working players, isn't it? No, no, we only do jerseys. Mega store here. No, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do it because Don has had um, uh, some firm words with me, um, us here at uh, Raids Review with Blake and the Pork, um, in regards to deriding uh, good long-term sponsors of the club. Anyway, it turns out that we here at Blake and the Pork have been wrong in not getting behind Canberra Milk, who are a long-term and continuing sponsor. I blame I blame Lord Funkington. Let's keep the Canberra Raiders. Um, yeah, well, absolutely, you already have. Um, someone actually out of themselves. You know, we said before that he did, someone who doesn't have any fans is Lord Funkington. Mm. One of the listeners actually said that they were a Lord Funkington fan. Shout really? out to you, Al Erskine. Yep. Yeah, well, Al yeah, so he does. There's now. one. There's one. Okay. Well, anyway, what I want you to tell you is support. 
the club, support the company that supports our team and has done for a long time. Canberra Milk is a great ongoing and continuing sponsor of the Canberra Raiders and puts lots of money into the club, has done and still doing so. Go out and buy their product, okay? It and doesn't keep, matter where it's being made. And keep as people gone, in Penrith employed because there's, there's as a lot of unemployment out there. It has been made very, 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 very clear to me. Toyota forklifts aren't made in Canberra. Yeah, but they're not called Canberra <laughs> forklifts. They're called Toyota forklifts. Look, are we talking about where we get our sponsorship dollars from? No, nah, at this point, we'll take what we can get. Up the milk. Up the milk. Drink some Up the milk. milk. Right. So, everyone, back on the milk train. Buy the bloody Canberra milk. Okay. That, can I do the, the Can subject. I do okay. the, can I do you the, the Dolphins the one? Bench? Because you're going to struggle to pronounce the names. Please. Here's the extended bench for the Dolphins. Farmasuli. Farmasuli. Uh, Edric Lee. Mason Teague. No, no. It, it's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anthony Milford. In the 22. Yep. And, and 18th man for the Dolphins is Kurt Donahue. For the Raiders, Brad Schneider's in the 19. Xavier Savage in the 20. So Ex- it could be... Xavier. It could be a, a smokescreen. He could come in. He could. Uh, Trey Mooney in the 21. Peter Holler, mm-hmm. the unluckiest man in green, number 22. And 18th man for the Raiders is James Schiller. Uh, I'm going to have to give that um, bench to the Dolphins. I mean, between Edric Lee and Anthony Milford, there's probably like 300 NRL games there. And yep. the Raiders, Raiders is probably about in between them. They've got about thirty games. So okay, so, well, Schneider's a hard week and a half. Uh, Savage is two hard weeks, so that's three and a half hard weeks. Trey Mooney's a hard week. Peter Holler's a hard week, so we're up to five and a half hard weeks. And Schiller is a hard week, so it's six and a half. So Farmer is he's a hard week. Edric Lee a hard week. And a half. Mason Teague, okay, so two and a half. Mason Teague, a hard week. Anthony Milford, a hard week and a half. And Kurt Donahue is a hard week. So it actually goes to the Raiders there. There you go, Blake. Yeah, I'm going to give it to them on experience. Referee, match officials, we should cover. Peter Goff, yep. referee. We've never oh, had Oh, look who the video ref is. Jared Sutton. So we will not be getting a decision there. Yeah. Not one. No. Peter Goff, yeah. on the other hand, I think is one of the leading referees, and I'm surprised he doesn't get more gigs than he does. He's very, very good. But yeah, Jerry Sutton, senior review official, so don't be expecting any reviews to go the Raiders' way, people. So, looking at um, reserve grade two, guys, there's a couple of ins that are back. So, mm-hmm. yes, Adam Mariota's back, which is great. He's on the bench, but it's nice Ooh. to see him back. And I've got a semi for semi. Oh. Semi's back on the wing. So our, our, our back line, it's a triple header in Wagga if you can get there. Our back line in reserve grades actually got some pretty nice talent. You know, we've got Schneider, Valamai, Morkos, Smith Shields and all and Savage all playing. So, mm. you know, they hopefully they tear into guess who we're playing, the Bunnies. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they tear into the Bunnies reserve grade. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. well, do you know do you know who's going to Wagga? Wagga, the Shark. All right, ladies and gentle Raiders, it's Sergeant Sharkles. He's back again. That's right. That's what the kids on my beat call me, little pricks. <laughs> Hope everyone had a great week off. Uh, I know I did as it was pretty friggin' busy at the Dragons game. I'll tell you what. I made a fair few butts in and outside of that ground. Yep, I took my sniffer dog Twinkie with me and did the rounds. You know, 
Got a couple of Ricky haters here before halftime. Got a couple of Croker haters uh, around, uh, you know, middle of the second half, you know. And I also picked up a guy who, uh, he, he tweeted something about Kotrick that he was like Frankenstein's monster, only dumber. I mean, of course that may be true, but rules are the rules. He gone. All right, speaking of rules, that brings me to the new subsection of the Raiders fan rulebook. The Bill of Rights, so to speak, that the uh, National Raiders cops enforce, like myself. This new rule, section 2015-FUJW, concerns a recently acquired 5'8", by the name of Jack Whiten. Acquired, of course, by another team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Not the Raiders. Nope. He gone. You might remember him. You know, Clive Churchill medalist, Dally M winner, and most recently, friggin' 2023's most traitorous scumbag winner. That's right. This Mama Luke treated every one of you fans like a bag of Twinkies doo-doo all during his testing out of the market period. Oh, yeah. We all knew that that was baloney because this prick took less money to sign with South Sydney. What's the point of a salary cap anyway if so-called glamour clubs are still going to raid players from smaller clubs? Huh? And is the players union going to jump in about a player taking under market value? Friggin' useless scabs are going to do jack shit. And that's what this all amounts to anyway. So Jack, pack your shit, get the frig out of my city, you dingleberry. You're lucky you're still here and not playing lock in the Reggies this weekend. So as of right friggin' now, section 215, 2015, excuse me, dash F-U-J-W is in full effect, which states clearly that any and all dissing of whack Jiden, oh, excuse me, I mean Jack Whiten, is hereby legalized and friggin' encouraged. It's open season, and you're all safe from the twisted reign of terror that is my nightstick and twinkles of snout. All right, duty calls. I got to go harass that pimple-faced little ass bag down at the 7-Eleven for a free muffin with my long black. All right, salud, then. Uh, go your green things. Oh, that could that could be trouble. Well, the shark will definitely be trouble down there. And um, if you run into the shark, um, say good day to him for us, and see if you can stop him coming back from Canberra because his man is a cut snake. Um, but uh, you know, we've done the extended bench. Um, but maybe it's time for ah, oh, it's off the week. <laughs> course we do this for Raiders plumbing because if you need an ass you need an ass crack and who better to get an ass crack from than Raiders from a plumber and Raiders plumber are the plumber for you look my ass man of the week is Blake and I'll tell you why it's Blake because he's been getting into Canva and making all these fake bloody pictures of stuff and he did one a few weeks ago or last week saying that putting up a thing that Papa had actually resigned retired from um, international uh, from state of origin and Rep unfortunately football. yeah from rep football and unfortunately are you, are you sure that he hasn't um yes and unfortunately our uh our good friend uh Solzy from our um uh sibling podcast the green machine podcast fell for a hook line and sinker and set it on his podcast and i thought that was cruel and unusual from you blake um it wasn't my intention to fool him i was actually just you to... loved every minute of it <laughs> you loved every minute of it michael is our friend yeah. and you went off and you did that to him and you for that to... nah, you were being in an case you didn't, in case and you haven't listened result... to every episode 
we have a bet, the Pork and I, and I've said that that Papa's not going to be playing Origin this year. And and Tim, in fact, I've said, said that he, barring injury or suspension, he will play all three games. Yeah. Good luck. And you've said no. And when I prove to be right, which I will, you will be buying and wearing a pork t-shirt. <laughs> and that will he happen. He doesn't warrant it on form. I'll say that right now. He will Absolutely. be in that game. Anyway, he will be in that Absolutely. game without there's, any there's, question. There's so much Anyway, in, in the effort right to now. try and try and troll me and put it out there, you actually got Salsi and you owe him an apology. And for that, you're my Ask Down of the Week. Matthew, who have you got for Ask Down? No, mine's just, it's probably James Hooper for peddling that narrative of he wants to leave the Raiders to win a premiership, you know, and he's willing to take a pay cut to do that. That, that whole thing is uh, an insult to every single Raiders fan. Everyone that buys a ticket that is a club member um, and some of these guys that are now getting a pulpit to talk like Hooper, Buzz Rothfield, they're just, they need to be put out to pasture, man. Like I'd rather see some young blood on the television. Would you stop bullying Buzz Rothfield? Oh, Every that... week you're on here having got poor Buzz. Well, mate, he's he's a shocker. He's just he's just a simple he, man trying to provide for his family, mate. He's like your drunk uncle at Christmas that you're just like, oh, granddad, go, oh, donate the oysters, granddad. He's just he's worried. Two. He's worried that the Raiders is going to turn into a GWS town. Oh my god, what a moron! Because <laughs> mm. we lose Jack, we're going to become an Aussie yeah. rules town. I, I, well, look, the the worst thing that's happened with that narrative, I think, Matthew, is the fact that as soon as someone says someone's going somewhere to chase a premiership, it almost without question, always destines that club to not get anywhere near a premiership. Yeah. You know, remember when Blake Austin, well, so Blake Austin, Blake Ferguson, Blake Ferguson left the Sharks and came to the Raiders because he wanted, <laughs> even I was so shocked that he felt that we were a chance of winning a premiership. It, it, took me, it took me by surprise. I remember changing <laughs> codes. Nathan Buckley left the Brisbane uh, Bears to come to Collingwood to chase a premiership, only to actually, in fact, lose two premierships matched to them. It, it's it's a poison chalice, that narrative that's gone across. And if I was a Bunny supporter, I'd be very, very worried about it. They'll very probably, worried because they'll probably one thing win that I do know, and we've said it about year. this show, one yeah. thing you don't want to do without extreme supervision at all time is leave Jack and Trell alone together because they those boys just want to have fun. And they will have fun. And that fun, and it's all good natured. There's not a bad bone in either of those two bodies, those boys' bodies. But when they are together, they get in trouble. Yeah. Not because they're bad, just because they just do, because they're kids who are playing up. Keep that stuff on the farm, lads. Don't yeah. take it into the, into the CBD. And look, I'm glad they're mates. I'm glad they're doing stuff and that they'll be playing together. I think that's a really good thing when two people find each other and form a bond. But Look at us. You know, yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's former Camera Raiders captain Alan Tung here And you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps But if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week Maybe it's time for us to look at Lord Funkington And see what crap he's come up with G'day folks, Lord Funkington here Just uh, out in the car Sitting next to the local rugby league ground here in Melbourne They're everywhere, rugby league grounds in Melbourne um, Just reflecting on the bye week And... Uh, the rest, the recuperation, uh, the betrayal, the heartache. Uh, Jack is going, going to Souths. But you know what? That's okay. Lord Funkington can't be a hypocrite because Lord Funkington wants players to be able to go wherever they want, whenever they want, for any reason they want. So you won't hear me bad-mouthing Jack. But I will be bad-mouthing Jack when he's wearing a South jersey. Until then, unless it's that stupid white jersey, back him all the way. I don't know what everyone else is saying on Raiders Review with Blake and the Bork, but... 
Lord Funkington says, back here, Jack. Jack it in. Save your heartache for the white jerseys and calling the team the milk. God. You see what happened when we started calling the team the milk again? All of a sudden, we went on a losing streak. But look, I can't get sidetracked. Won't get sidetracked with that. We'll be all right this week. But there's one last thing we need to talk about, and it's the new hashtag. We've been trying no more milk. Hashtag no more milk. Uh, hashtag Raiders by 56. Don't never forget Raiders by 56. But I've seen a little bit of hashtag Fork Yeah going around, and even the official Raiders accounts are using that. Uh, are we sure that's the, the family-oriented uh, hashtag we want to put out there? We're even giving out little uh, Viking hat things to kids with Fork Yeah on the side. Um, maybe Lord Funkington's a bit of an old stuffy pole, but... Uh, yeah, maybe we can do better. Uh, Raiders by 56 is probably a better one. No More Milk is a better one. No More White Jerseys is a better one. Anything is better than Fork Yeah on a child's head. Anyway, it's been a rough week, though, so I'm lashing you out. Dearie me. Get to Wagga Wagga. Enjoy the game. It'll be the Raiders by 56. I love you all. Mm-hmm. Sack him. Mom. I'm not going to sack him. I love Lord Funkingdom. We've had a, a, a directive from the board. Don wants him gone. So it's time for who's going to lift? Ooh. So my who's going to lift, we sort of, you actually sort of stole my thunder a little bit on this one, but yeah, it's Jamal Fogarty. Mm. It's absolutely time to throw him the keys to the car. Mm-hmm. And like, this is your side moving forward, Jamal. It's not Jack's side anymore. It's your side. Mm. Uh, yeah. You're the one to run the team, do the kicking, get the team around the park. Jack can chime in, you know, from time to time, but it's, you're the one, you know, you've got to be calling for the ball and we've got to be seeing more. You're on the right side and and some of our best attacking weapons are on the right side too. Mm-hmm. Matt Timiko mm-hmm. is our best attacking weapon right now. Mm-hmm. Get him. Use him. Get him. Yeah. Back. Look, I absolutely hate nothing more than completely and utterly agreeing with you, but here we are. Completely. That's who I had to lift. Matthew, who do you have to lift? Yeah, um, it probably is the people that are going to lay the platform for him. We know that um, the Dolphins play a really simple, possession-heavy, um, structured game, um, and they try and get into a grind. So I think if we're going to come over the top of them, which we did in that game up at um, uh, Sunny Coast under terrible conditions, I, I mm-hmm. think it's our, our middle rotation. So if we, mm-hmm. if Tarpani, Papali'i, a horse, Gula, and Solo all play to their strengths, but that's that's literally meeting them where they want to try and dominate us. And you know the Bromwich brothers are going to play pretty well; they're pretty high energy. I just like to see us get on top physically, and then lay a platform for um, Fogarty to do what he can, and then hopefully we have enough points in the outside backs. You know we've got wraps back, so um, it's probably going to be raining in Wagga on Saturday. I mean, it's raining here. Mm. Did anyone check the yep. forecast for Wagga? No, I'm almost positive it's raining. I don't think yeah. it's raining quite as badly as it now. is here, but it it is definitely raining there. But yeah, no, that's I I want to see Jamal lift. Um, not because I don't think he's been playing well. I think he has been, but I think now it's time for him to say, "This is my team. This is my team. I've got the number seven on my back, and you'll do what I say, and I'm going to run this side around because I think he's the guy for it. I was really happy when he was coming down. You're at a seven think... millimeters, so it's not torrential rain, but it's going to be wet. It's yeah, going to be wet. Okay. And I don't and, know. What, I don't know what the field, McDonald Jones Park, McDonald Ronald McDonald Park. What? What is it? McDonald James. It is McDonald James. No, McDonald James is is the nice. Is that Newcastle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. I think it's just McDonald's Park. Yeah, Peter O'Sullivan. Park. Peter O'Sullivan Park. All right, Peter O'Sullivan Park. That's right. We, that's what we call. Um, 
So, but there are. It is fact, McDonald's Park. There are. In it fact, is Mc, to McDonald's be. Park. Yeah, it is actually named after McDonald's. It's not just Mac. It's Mc. That's right. It's McDonald's. So maybe Jeez. you think they're going to be doing the uh, the power play. I, I'm actually starting to think the power play is a curse. Yeah, it used to be good. Now it's bad. Get rid of we, it. We 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 look like we're going to score. Hang on, we're not supposed power to, play. We're not supposed to bag. You're a company man. You've yeah. been called out for bagging sponsors. You can't. I have. McDonald's is a great sponsor of the Raiders. A great they have sponsor. Been for, for as long as hey, I, I can I'm remember. not saying don't support McDonald's. I support McDonald's. Look at these man boobs. <laughs> I support McDonald's. I'm I'm a great. You know got some healthy. Cho- you know they got some healthy options on the menu, Tim. You know, I've next heard time, of such things. Next yep, time, swap true. out, swap out the chips. Maybe you can no. have a, a, some apple. It's not going to happen. The fries. It's not going to happen. No, the fries are great. Oh, they're good. I love, you know, I, I love the fries. Apple. You know, you can buy bags of ice at McDonald's for very cheap. Bags of ice. Yes. Really? Yep. I don't, is that what you're doing these days? I thought you were off the drugs now. It's a no. It's a, it's a it's an actual McDonald's hack. If you ask for a bag of ice, like at a gas station, they have to sell it to you. So right. if you need I'm a bag of ice for, for your for your esky, <laughs> right, and you'd man. rather go get a Big Mac. At the they same sell time. them pretty cheaply at the survey as well, Matthew. Oh, okay, shithead. All right. <laughs> it's such a jerk. I'm coming. Like every, next next podcast. Everyone I'm coming hates you. Blake. You know that. Everyone hates you. You know that. Oh, by 70% the way, seventy percent of Matthew, the listeners love me, Matt. Oh, oh, Tim. 70%, no, 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 no. Seventy percent prefer you over me. That's not saying they love you. <laughs> I'm going to put different. out a. I'm going to put out a pod uh, a poll on Twitter. Mm, mm. That's, 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 that's like it. saying that the choice between the fillet of fish and you know the cheeseburger was found down behind the fridge. <laughs> it's not much of a choice, mate. Speaking of hatred, Blake, you got a Blake on the burst this week. Blake on the burst. Okay, so Blake on the burst this week. It's more my suggestion, my plan, my vision to go forward to sort out all the salary cap malarkey, all the third party agreements malarkey. I, I on a one of the first episodes of the show, you may remember Tim. I had a plan for the the salary cap, and I actually no, heard I, don't, that I plan. don't listen no, to much of what you say. No, well, you thought it was very good at the time, and I actually heard it then repeated pretty much word for word on. You're right. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop last midnight. I'm laughing. It's turned mate. into a pumpkin. <laughs> I'm a grandpa, mate. I'm not meant to be at this time. The only reason I'm up is I got woken up by my bladder. <laughs> to get ah, up right. anyway. You look as though you're ready for you. You slumped on that couch. You look as though you're ready for your dog to bring you your pipe and slippers. Anyway, I had this suggestion for the for the way to sort out third-party agreements. And it did get repeated on NRL. I remember this. You're right. I do remember this. About a week later, pretty much word for word. And I don't think that Paul Kent, Matthew, was listening to the show, but I'm sure one of Of his 20-something producers, and I don't mean he has 20 producers, but I mean producers in their 20s probably listen to a lot of NRL podcasts. People do listen to the show, believe it or not. And my idea was for third-party agreements were that they should all be done, not through clubs, but they should be done directly through the NRL. So if a club, if a, if a company wants to sponsor a player through a third-party agreement, they should approach the NRL, they should pay the money to the NRL, and the NRL should pay that money to the player, as opposed to it being organised slash not organised by clubs. You know, we end up with these dodgy third-party agreements like Manly when they got busted a few years ago for dodgy third parties. Half the team were getting payments from some used car dealer. You know, it's complete bullshit the whole idea of the third parties were brought in because the NRL didn't want Sonny Bill Williams to leave the code because there was you know his earnings were, were fixed at like 400,000 whatever he was on at the at the dogs 
they wanted players that if you know a player could get a sponsorship deal for nike for a million dollars a year well they wanted the player to get that money and that's exactly fair enough but yeah any third party should be going if a big company with a legitimate third party deal not ten thousand dollars here twenty thousand dollars here all this minor league stuff if a big company like a you know a powerade or you know a nike or whatever it is wants to sponsor Kalen Ponga, they do it through the NRL. Mm. Yeah. So we totally and take what? the third parties away from the clubs and all this. Oh, we'll sort of get you this, but we won't get you this. And and this is what the Raiders concerned about with with um, the Jack White deal, is that there's all these third parties, dubious third parties involved with it. So yeah. my initial plan was to put the third parties right straight through the NRL. I've now expanded on that, right? Why don't the NRL pay all the players directly? As it stands now, where does the where did the clubs get the money from to pay the players? The NRL gives it to them, like they get a grant for whatever, like you know, seventeen million a year, and twelve million of that is to cover the salary cap, and the other five million is for you know various other operations. Why shouldn't couldn't the clubs put their roster together through the NRL, and then that's okay? We're paying this person this amount of money, this person this amount of money, and that's all clear and transparent. There's there's no yeah, okay, but you on. are you're you're assuming within that that the NRL gives an utter crap about transparency or fairness within the system. This is, as we know, I've done the, the stats on it. This is an organization that has actually done a draw or a TV schedule, as Nick Polis once put it, that has this season alone 29 five-day turnarounds for clubs scheduled in. And do you know who gets Five of those five-day turnaround clubs coming up against them. The Broncos yeah. receive five sides. Oh, you move, right? change the subject. You change but the no, subject. This, this, this is not an organisation that cares about fairness, transparency, or any rational logic. They care about making money. They care about their broadcast partnerships. They care about expansions of business. They don't care about what we care about as supporters, about evenness and level playing field. They could not give a crap, Blake. You are screaming like into idea, the though. void. It's a I do like idea. that idea of making it go through the same funnel because it it, it definitely it just takes away so much grey area of what what is a true third party and what is a just cash underneath the table. And but what's really tricky? You're never going to stop cash underneath the table, though. That's the you're no, never you're not. And stop clearly, it. there's some clubs that can offer more. Like we look at what happened. We know that Cooper Cronk left Melbourne to go to the Roosters, not just for those couple of years, but it was to set himself up with Fox moving yeah. forward um, and his wife was working at Fox at the time. So he moved to be in the Sydney media. It's the, where the hub of, you know, yeah. rugby league media is. And we also know that when Sonny Bill came back to play in the NRL, he signed a contract with channel nine. Channel nine. Yeah. So after every Friday night game, he had to do an interview. Oh my God. He paid. still turns up on there. Like I watch channel nine sometimes mix it up. He still turns up on there and oh, it's, yeah, because he's he, so, he got, he got so a million bad. dollars to come back. So bad on there. Yeah, because Gingell was on the Roosters board, who was the head of Channel exactly. 9. So you can't stop those things. And, and it's a tricky situation, isn't it? Because you don't want to stop players earning their potential. But but that's what I'm saying. That shouldn't go through more... clubs. That shouldn't, because if a big-name player, you know, a company wants to sponsor a big-name player, of course there's clubs queuing up to sponsor Nathan Cleary right now. But that should be done through the NRL. It shouldn't be done through the manager and it shouldn't be done through the club and sponsors. And 
which is the mess of the situation we have in now. And the lack mm. of and then the player can go play wherever he wants and still get the same amount of money exactly. on the salary cap and also exactly. earn as much as he wants through exactly. the, the actual league. Exactly. If he changes, if, if Nathan Cleary decides to sign for the West Tigers tomorrow, well, that deal that he's thing. done with yeah. Nike is it's it's not it's not part of it. Yeah, but the problem mm. is that deal that he would do with Nike um, might not go to him if he was at the West Tigers because yeah, that's that right. Guy at Nike is on the board at the Sydney Roosters. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The power of the board of the Roosters is unparalleled, and clearly, well, South Sydney. That's what I'm Crow, saying. South Sydney now. That, with... That's what Russell Crowe did when he joined the the Rabbitohs, right? He yeah. wanted to make the Rabbitohs as powerful, and he has. Like, well, he's added Packer, and now he's added um, Cannon Brooks as well. I mean, it doesn't get much more powerful than those guys. I know, and as a Raiders supporter, where we are in the boat with, you'd have to think, the Warriors, Newcastle, the Warriors, Warriors Newcastle. And, and Townsville, you know, and the Cows. We're probably in the same kind of tier as those guys, you know, where we're we're in a town that's not as big as Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne. We don't have the pool that they do financially, and but then if you look at some clubs in in um, Sydney. There's only so much private sector money to go around in rugby league. Yeah. Like well, West Tigers can't figure it but there's, out. There's an obvious the Dragons answer to this, right? You look what Ryan Reynolds has done with Wrexham, right? In in English football, right? He's done with that. Why is why can't Matlin Neves come over and do that, right? For the Canberra Raiders. You're our well, Hollywood one, star. Ryan he doesn't Rexham have a billion and, dollar. <laughs> and Ryan, I'm not Deadpool. You don't have no um, aviator gins where he's made all his money now as well. Is it? But Ryan Wrexham, you know, Ryan Wrexham, Ryan uh, Wrexham, Henny and the two R's, they've put more money into that club than like it's like tenfold of every other club in that division. So yeah, they should be winning. Like they're, they're not that guy that's screwing the goals. Mullen is like playing about three divisions. Um, he Blow, scored their yeah. two goals to to get. And they've through. got an ex English goalkeeper now. Yeah, who saved a penalty. Like they, it's a great story, and it's it got a Hollywood you know um, tint to it. But if you are a fan of any of the other clubs in the non league over there, yeah, it's, you'd they be don't like off. Wrexham, and they want them out as quickly as possible. Yeah, you'd be pissed off. But mm, I will well, buy the Canberra Raiders. Um, Ricky, Don, give me a no, call. I think, I think Peking Duck were, were in negotiations to buy the Canberra Raiders as well. But well, I, look, I, I the get other your, thing I get is your Nick point, Kyrgios, You know, Nick yeah. Kyrgios has got some money. We we need to just access. Kyrgios, so, Usman Kawaja, Matt yeah. Levers. That's right. Look, you, you're now you're thinking about Mark Webber. Must still have some coin. <laughs> David Campeshi. Yeah, bring it in. Bring it in. There, there are people out there with a bit of coin. Getting back to your point, though, about why should the NRL care? Um, ultimately, having half no, no, no. My, the, my half, point the, isn't why the they that they. Should, my point isn't why should they care. My point is they don't care. Well, they, they should care. Couldn't they give should a care. Crap. They should care I mean, because having half the fans of the teams in the NRL disenfranchised ultimately doesn't help. No, the it doesn't. Competition, but, and they want they, they want a, they want a competitive competition, and ultimately, if the NRL had their choice, right? On where Jack Whiten would go for this deal, it wasn't staying at the Canberra Raiders. It wasn't signing for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. There's already chock full of stars. They would have wanted him to go for the Dolphins, and he didn't go to the Dolphins because the Dolphins. No, are... no, 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 no. That's you, an mistake. They don't. They don't want an even competition. They, they want, want the Dolphins to sign a marquee. They absolutely no, want the Dolphins. They to sign want. Good Why would they ratings. not want the Dolphins to sign? Yeah, and they good ratings. Want good ratings. And so, what are the things that gives us the best ratings? The Brisbane market and 
the Western Sydney market. Yes. Those are the and places. Do they, they not get their want thing. the second team in Brisbane? So at the moment, they've got Brisbane sitting on top of the ladder, receiving five clubs with five day turnarounds, and they've got the Penrith Panthers receiving two, three five day turnarounds as well and getting their share. So they're already engineering. They don't care if the Dolphins actually win or lose. All they care about is those numbers are coming on. So the broadcast deal works and they get the advertising dollars in. That is all they care about. They would have wanted I don't, they I, would have wanted Jack White to go to the Dolphins and they want the Dolphins. Potentially they would have wanted Jack because it would have been a big, you know, national story. It still yeah. is. But I, I the blight on the game is that is that only four clubs have won the comp in the last twelve years. Mm. That's the blight on the game. We don't have a draft like the AFL. So we don't have I mean, of course there are still some clubs in the AFL that don't that annually don't do very well, you know. Shout out to North Melbourne. But there is a bit more over a cycle. There is a there's a time when, you know, Richmond aren't doing that good at the moment. And now Melbourne or St Kilda might be doing pretty decent. We don't have that in um the NRL. We have the top heavy teams that that dominate and still attract the best players. And then we have teams that are all playing a different game. Like if if you think about a board game like Risk, the the bottom the teams that I just mentioned in the different territories and then a, a number of other teams that don't have that pull in the private Pat, sector in Sydney, they're playing a different sport. Are we Cam Chatka? <laughs> did you used to play Risk? Risk Cam Chatka? <laughs> We're definitely Cam Chatka. No, Cam Chatka at least was on the sea. What was that? Kursk. We're a Kursk. <laughs> oh, no. Bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is still, you know, it's just a horrendous scenario being a Kursk. Um, because it's like actually nowhere and you just get run over. It's like, you know, trying to hold on to Asia and Ukraine, just a miserable spot. You can't hold on to that. You're just going to, you know, you're an area. Everywhere. Yeah, look, the last 12 years, unfortunately, Matthew, I've got to tell you, it, it's not foresight, it's seven. Or the last 10? Uh, 10 years might cut it down because on the 10 years you shut out, you cut out Manly, Manly. And, you, and you cut yeah. out the Rabbitohs, I think. But apart from that, you still got... Cowboys, Sharks, Panthers, Storm, Roosters. So you're still at five in the last ten. We're at last two. Uh, Panthers. It's a, it's absolutely. Well, that's shocking. the problem. There's yeah. our problem. <laughs> There's <laughs> our problem. Got to destroy just, the Panthers. They're trying. Just, They're trying. Just the one. Just the one size. In in the last five, you've just got the Roosters, the Panthers, and the Storm. Anyway. Anyway. We should, we, now it's probably as good a time as any to rip it with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans. What an ordinary week of news, which makes us all sad. I want to see some real leadership from our head coach and drop White into the reserves for the season. Soften him up, get him lazy for the rabbits. If the club is serious about investing in our successful development as part of the media release, then pick Brad Schneider at six. Let's have a good look at him as a running six before there is any recruitment to potentially sign someone else to replace Whiten. Well, back to on-field matters. We got the win against the Dragons, but again, our form was poor. We are coming last for all run metres average per game, equal last for tries, second last for line break assists. I'm afraid I can't give you much good news regarding our stats with the ball in hand. One of the major problems is Chris is not a fullback. I do love him at centre, but he is no fullback. If you want to watch Teddy in the Anzac game and see how he hunts for the ball up the middle, 
Chris is unsighted up our middle. I will concede it's harsh to compare our Australian fullback to Chris, but he needs to do better in the middle and also as a link man in attack. As far as key metrics goes, the Dolphins are an average team, which is currently better than us. The they-do-not-beat-themselves narrative does ring pretty true for the most part, but they, there are some areas to exploit. AJ Brimson was huge for the Titans as he tore them to shreds up the middle with the forwards in the first half. Again, take note of positioning, Seb Chris. AJ then was stretching his hammy late in the first half and should have been taken off if the coach was paying attention. He is named to play again this week, though. The best stat for us this week is the bye. Everyone has won after the week off except the Tigers and they were not far away. So no excuses for our ageing forwards this week. They need to run hard and keep tucking back in behind the markers like the Titans did with support players. Secondly, we need to keep running at their halves when attacking their line. Early ball, isolate one-on-one and run hard front-on at them. Finally, our kick chase needs to be good. Kick the ball away from the hammer, but you don't need to be a genius to find that out. Um, Find the grass, and if we can't find the grass, you know, bomb Robert Jennings. That's a, a pretty good default play. So I expect the bye round to get us home this week. Then we travel up for magic round for the dogs, which is, which is another game we can win. Enjoy your footy this week and go, you green machine. Okay, well, I didn't understand most of that. I told him I told him this was the week he could. I'd let him off his chain. He could cut loose. Yeah. It's yeah. like that scene in, in Mad Max 2, you know, when, when, they, when uh, the humongous... Humongous releases, Wes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a great scene. The Lord Humongous. Yeah, it's like that. It's like... <laughs> that was a terrifying movie when I saw that when I was a kid. I can't believe my parents let me. You would have been about I, 15 I was... when they, they came out in 1984. You nah, would have been about 15. No, it did not. That was like 1981. Mad Max 2. I was, maybe 1982. Mad Max 2 is like 84, I was, 85. I saw that at um, Hanging Rock Community Centre in Batemans Bay at Catalina. I saw that a double header with another movie and I was petrified. It was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. I wasn't 81, scared. In, 81. Yeah, I was I, I wasn't, wasn't I was eleven. I wasn't scared. As I was in Mad Max Two. Mad Max Two, Wes terrified me. Was, and when he went and headbutted that guy, oh my goodness. Terrified. You you it's can run very good but movie. you can't hide. Yeah. Oh, See you on the road stag. But apparently, according to Tim, there are in fact reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. Well, what are they? What are they? Well, we, we we've have... got a war chest. No, nah, fuck the war Four chest. Four million no. dollar war chest. Here's the thing: we have clarity of the way going forward. My only problem with the clarity going forward is at the moment we still run Jack at six. We can't and, run him and, at six. He's not the future. He can't be there. Seb Chris at one. He'll be I back. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with Seb Chris at one at the moment. I, when half is fit, yeah, I know you do because you're an idiot. But the reason to be cheerful is we have clarity. In reality, Jack isn't worth 1.1 because he doesn't have that power yeah, at play. I agree. I agree. He doesn't. It's a loss to the club. But he was, worth, now, he was worth 1.1 to us because we've got to have – Absolutely. Got to spend, and we've got to have a marquee and we've got to spend big money on someone. And who else are we going to give big money to? No, no, he it's was worth it because he was our Jack. 
He was you know, hours. The thing that we should not do, and this is the whole talk of the war chest, is if you remember when um, the West Tigers lost Tedesco, they lost Moses and they lost Woods, and they then had a war chest and the player managers knew that they had this money and these deals on the table. Well, they then went and spent that money on um, Ben Madalino. Mm. Uh, Russell Packer. Russell Packer and the Grub. Mm. Um, well, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. And what a disaster that was. So you can't do crazy reactionary signing. So I don't no, think we will. I, I, don't, like I, don't, I don't think we will. I I'd like to see us even try and maybe sniff around Luke Metcalf. You know, that Teague young, Wilton. Teague Wilton is a decent player. Luke Metcalf is a fantastic footballer and he's he's been out for a couple of months at New Zealand. He'd be playing for them at the moment with all their halves in shock. But, you know, Tamati Martin's playing quite well and Sean Johnson's going to probably play another year. So Luke Metcalf might be a chance for us to to pry out of the Warriors. Um, and he's a nice number six. But... I don't know. My reason to be cheerful. I, I, I hear they've got a pretty on. decent um, fullback as well that might be about to lose his position. Maybe we could have a crack at him. Marcelo Montoya? Nah, CNK. I know who you mentioned. Of course I know it's fucking CNK. <laughs> yeah, dude. but I you're love, an actor, so you pulled that off. We all believe. I liked, CNK, there, mate. I liked Sean Snickelkluster better than most, and we all know that. I, I rated him incredibly highly, and I wanted him to stay. So it's, I miss. we miss him. We miss him a lot. That's pretty clear. Yeah. Love our CNK and, and hope he gets better from that yes. nasty concussion he got. But what's yeah. your reason to be cheerful, Matthew, before Blake interrupted like the root prick he is? Um, Jesus, I don't know. Is, is there one this week? Um, yeah, 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 look, we, we won two matches in a row. We've just had the bye. We've accumulated Sammy's six points. back. Yes, that's what yeah, it is. We're almost in the Sammy's eight. We win back. this weekend, we're in the eight. And, and I've got a semi. Semi's back. And guess who's yeah. back in a couple more weeks? Elijah Anderson. And then oh, we've got yeah. we've got semi and a lot. I'm just the reserve grade. And then the shoe man will be back. His hand is mending. Mar- so, but he, 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 back. We're we're actually meeting next week, right? Reason to be cheerful. Canterbury Bulldogs on a five day turnaround up in uh, up in Suncorp for I've Magic got, Round, which I've is next week. I've got a reason weekend. to be cheerful. I've got a reason to be cheerful, and this is we are the yep. first game. At Suncorp on Magic Round, because by the time it rolls around a Sunday afternoon, can you imagine what that field's mm. going to look like? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Parramatta and the Gold Coast Titans, that's going to be mud wrestling. You know what's not good about that, though, is is we're not playing Magic Round next year. Yeah, we've got no stars. The first game, Magic Round, is the least, like the least rated game in TV. It's the early game on the Friday or whatever. And so clearly they've put the Raiders in now that we don't have Jackie Legs. We're going to be punted next year, Magic Round, which is fine by me. It's a joke anyway. Move Magic mm. Round. Let's move it. New Guinea, Samoa. Well, I mean, but but that's that's the reason to be cheerful. We pulled LA. right. We've we pulled a win against the uh, against St George Illawarra. Got a bye. Before that, we had we beat the Bronx. So we've pulled six points, right? If we can beat the Dolphins this weekend, which I sincerely hope we will. We will. That goes up to eight points. Then you go up against Bulldogs, goes to 10 points. All of a sudden, the season's back on track. You come back home, you've got Parramatta who... It goes to 12 points. We're already on eight. Yeah, he can go to 12 points. And then again, we're at home the week after that on Sunday, 21st of May against uh, Manly. You know, and you got to start thinking to yourself... Top four. Well, top four, baby, indeed. And then, and then, after all said and done, on Saturday, 27th of May, we get to go up to Acor Stadium to play the Bunnies and show them all about it. 
show them all about who's going to be winning a premiership soon. We rest I'm actually Jack looking. I'm actually, rest I'm actually Jack. looking at the draw. I'm actually looking at the draw, and the, the easy run does actually start soon. I don't think there's any such thing as an easy run with the Raiders because we can make any match look difficult. Oh, absolutely! But there are some winner, there are some very winnable games coming up. Now you've got a listener, listeners of the week for us, don't you, Blarko? I'm going back to the to a to a, a sweet old well. A man you cut up with actually was it the Dragons game you cut up with him? Uh, who? Former listener of the week, Cole Copeland. I did. I did see Cole. It was great to see him. He had some fantastic Raiders shoes. Yeah, those, those may, and, those and may not you, be official merchandise just quietly. No, they're not. But after he had his health scare last week with his mini stroke, uh, I've got to tell you, Cole is looking good. He is looking yeah. fine for health. And, of course, he's one of our fantastic, one of the many volunteers that the Raiders have on match day. He does Shout a sterling out job. to all the volunteers. They're, they're people that are passionate about the club. They love the club. And they get out there and they give up their time because they love the Raiders and they're no more loyal Raiders fans than the volunteers who go there each and every week. They get there at the ground early and they just they're just to help other people around the ground, show them the way, welcome to the ground. So shout out to Cole and all the Raiders volunteers. We think you do a wonderful job and we will always back you 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what brought that on? Oh, nothing, nothing. Just just felt like... Nothing, nothing in specific. No, no one bagging like, them out. Just felt like backing up the you volunteers. Just, you just yeah. felt... Fell like that. Have we right, got past midnight good. in Australia and now Blake's back to being a nice person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Blake. 12 3 12 3 it is. <laughs> anyway, coming up, we've gone through what we're coming up. Look, we've got to run and things could turn well. So, you know, the Jackals hang around their club and, and want to death ride us all the time because that's what they want to do and we're an easy target. But ignore them because this good run will go. Joe Tarpanay has got to be one of the stars of, of the Football League. We've got some great players in our team. We just need a, things to go well. And I think and we're about to... Bounce no, the ball. Bounce the ball. No, we just need the right people holding the keys to the team. And Jamal Fogarty, I believe we have that. I think the piece are all about to fall into place. We're going to go on a run and the Raiders are going to be looking good. This is, traditionally, sudden... <laughs> this is traditionally when we come good. This is usually about the time of year when our, when our middles actually get to a, a fitness level that we start to steamroll sides. Usually, you know, every, for the mm. last four or five years, we've started pretty slow. So, mm. yep. you know, and we, went, we don't all... have to work. We're going to be really strong through the origin period because we're not going to have any players playing origin. So that's a bonus for us. Mm-hmm. Except, of course, for Josh Papali'i, who's going to play all three matches. And just look out. And Big Red's got more merch- chance, mate. Big Red's We do have merchandise, <laughs> just like Blake's going to have to do once uh, Josh Papali'i gets selected for all three Queensland matches. He's going to have to go onto rugbyleaguemerch.com uh, and get himself a pork T-shirt, which you can also do at any time because he will then have to wear that T-shirt to a game. Um, which is uh, the bet that is currently on. And you can also get other merch. What what can they get and where can they get it from, Blarko? Rugby League merch, all the shirts, and then head over to landspeed.com.au and grab yourself a Raiders by 56 Blake and the Pork Beanie. Um, just Google Raiders by 56 Beanie. You'll find it. Good, find good. It. That, You'll find that, it. And, that... and also, whatever listening platform you're on right now, do us a solid. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbor. Tell your mother-in-law. Just tell someone. Now, yeah, now tell Matthew said you. Tell, yeah, sh- yeah, tell, tell, tell a Sharks fan. There's a little bit of Ricky <laughs> hate on this. Uh, the Sharks fans will yeah. probably enjoy it. Thank you, Blake. Yeah, that's right. Look, I and, listen and to the Sharks it, podcast almost every week these days. 
while I don't, uh, we here at Blake and the Pork do not recommend gambling, you know, in any way, shape, or form. If you were going to put five dollars on Matt Timoko to score three tries this weekend, is Pork's dead set, no questions asked, money loser of the week. So get that bet on. That'd but be back, great. So, back, back the Raiders to go all the way. What are, what are we paying now? Oh my goodness gracious me! Seventy five dollars. You back the Raiders in, then you'd back what Rafan to score a try. You'd back Asako to score a try. And uh, one more chance. Jade Nikarima. Nikarima. Gilbert. Oh, you got to back him. $71 the Raiders are. Yeah, I was close. Holding. Yeah, I was close. We're behind the Dolphins at 31. Jesus. That's not good. Yeah, yeah no, it's not. It's not. Interestingly enough, though, the uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs at $7. So then mm. Jack must have already gone there. Yeah. We just didn't know about it yet. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, the Daily Telegraph had him going there on the back page. Yeah, no worries. Yes, indeed. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And I'm Heather. And we will talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Ha ha ha! How is your boy Kev from Cumnock? Ha ha ha! Who wanna be out all this bullshit going right now? Hit the road, Jack! And don't you fucking come back no more, no more, no more, no more! Hit the road, Jack! Mate, it's a pretty simple one for me. We got a show in the fucking door. We can't have blokes here in the footy club that don't want to be here. So hit the fucking road, Jack. And the solution for me is simple. You guessed it, kiddies. Crocker to six. Why not? You give me one reason why it wouldn't work. Mate, I fucking saw him play there in a trial for about 20 minutes once against the reserve grade Roosters team in the app. Absolutely fucking brave them. It's a simple one. Throwing 1.5 mil a year, 2 mil, I don't give a fuck what it is. Crocker to 5.8. I love that hard sparing. Crocker and Foggerty. Crocker the runner. Foggerty can do all the organising, mate. It's a simple one. Chrissy back to the centres and fucking Hudson Young at fullback or whatever is a fullback. You don't even fucking know, to be honest, I don't care. As long as Crocker goes to 5'8", and we fucking get rid of Jackie boy. Thanks for your time, mate, but she's all over your side of the dirty bunnies, mate. See you later. We don't want you anymore. He's the road, Jack. Don't you come down no fucking more. Crocker to 5'8". Get it done, Donnie. Hey, hey, green machine. <laughs> you built those.